We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You shouldn't go to Barnes & Noble and buy 10,000 books just so you can build a book fortress and yell out, I am your book leader. You shouldn't buy 147 copies of War and Peace, stuff them inside turkeys, and serve them at Thanksgiving as Terbukens. And you definitely shouldn't buy up all the copies of Dork Diaries, causing the neighborhood kids to stage a protest in your front yard. But you could. Because at the Barnes & Noble Book Hall, you can get over a 1,000 titles for 50% off. Stock up at your local Barnes & Noble. Terbukens are fictitious and should not be cooked at home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the November 27th, 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Report, a Rotoviz podcast. I'm Anthony Miko. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta, and my co-host is Blair Andrews. You can follow at Am I the Real Blair. Blair, how's it going? It's going all right. It's uh, another kind of weird week where I'm, you know, losing a lot of money in DFS. Well, not a lot. I don't play a lot, but <laughs> um, and then, you know, my season-long teams are doing all right, it looks like, so... Uh, another mixed week, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, the, to complement the lack of inspiring fantasy results and news, we, ha- we have no guests. It's just you and me. The, the listeners are just taking it right in the face on this one. Um, but, but we go right to it. Item number one this week, Amari Cooper was forced in the Raiders week 12 game against the Broncos with a concussion. He did not return. Uh, Blair, it's still early with respect to... Uh, the game, so there's no reports in terms of severity, but we know that head injuries can always be tricky. Uh, what will it mean for Oakland if Cooper can't suit up next week? Yeah, this was a, a scary play to actually see unfold. See him, uh, it's always scary when you see a player lying on the field, not really moving, but uh, I guess the good news is he walked off on his own power, so there is that. Um, in terms of if he can't suit up next week, I mean, we saw today. 
Derek Carr only threw the ball 24 times, so it was kind of a weird, kind of a weird game. I don't know if we can read much into it, but we did see uh, Cordero Patterson getting some work, Seth Roberts getting some work. Um, part of that had to do with Crabtree getting ejected early on in the game, of course. But uh, Crabtree would be back next week. Um, but I would still think with a week to prepare, they'd probably try to work Seth Roberts in a little bit more if Cooper can't go. Um, he's something, someone we haven't seen a ton from this season, but uh, in the past he's been sort of a prolific touchdown scorer for uh, the Raiders. So it'd be interesting to see if they work him in at all. It's, uh, I have to say, nothing, nothing cures your passing game quite like a trip to New York. So, or, or I think actually the Giants come to them next week. So I'm sure that they'll be fine. But I am kind of interested, actually, if they just kind of pull the reins back. I don't really know what, like, kind of punishment Crabtree is in store for, for the fight. It, it was pretty entertaining, actually. It was probably, like, the best part of the football day. It was just watching those, you know, him go at it against, like, the entire Denver team. Uh, uh, the, so, like, I don't know. I don't think he'll be sus- – maybe he'll be suspended or something. I don't know. But, like, if they were – to play without both those guys, they probably just give it a lynch a lot, I would imagine, and, and not throw the ball a ton. I mean, the Giants are going to be down Janoris Jenkins for sure. Eli Apple hasn't even been suiting up. So, I mean, I, the Giants defensively are, are a complete mess. So, I think they'll be fine. I definitely think that for season-long leagues, I mean, next week is a really critical week. It probably determines if a bunch of people make the playoffs or not or, you know, seeding at the least. So, uh, I do kind of like Seth Roberts as a pickup. I think you want to look at Cordero Patterson. I mean, you, th- th- don't be shy. It's, it's the time of the year where you need to just go for the wins and and not worry about like who it is that's in your lineup. You just have to get it done. Definitely. Uh, all right, moving on to item two. Damian Williams went down with what looked like a severe shoulder injury against the Patriots. Kenyon Drake rushed nine times for 20 yards and caught three or four targets for 27 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so assuming that Williams' injury forces him to miss time, where would you rank Drake going forward? Yeah, so I, I actually really like this spot uh, for Drake uh, in terms of the Dolphins' schedule. Uh, I don't, you know, the Williams' injury, again, no real update, but it did look kind of severe on the field. So uh, I, it's safe to assume that he might miss some time. Now, if you look at who the Dolphins have upcoming, they have Denver next week, which isn't great, uh, but also probably not as bad as uh, you know, you would typically think, especially since they'll be at home and not at Denver. And then uh, we also have the Patriots, the Bills, and the Chiefs. And those matchups are great. Those teams are all bottom four in Football Outsiders Rush DVOA. So if Drake is kind of getting all the work, I think that that's definitely something that goes well for him. The team has thrown the ball a ton to their running backs, uh, including 30% on first down heading into today's game. So They've been really looking to dish the ball out quick. I think having, uh, you know, bad quarterbacks is probably some kind of contributing factor to that. But, hmm. you know, the Dolphins are definitely getting the ball to the running backs, 17 carries uh, today to go along with nine targets. So if you if you figure that Drake gets all of that now instead of splitting that with Damian Williams, that's a really, really nice workload. I'd say he's a, definitely a startable play, probably like a top 15 or 18 running back weekly. Yeah, I would agree with that if – we could be sure that the nine targets would be would be rolled into that. Um, you know, he rushed nine times today, but only picked up twenty yards, so that's obviously concerning. Um, although maybe a little fluky. Uh, you know, other teams have been able to run on New England, so 
Uh, you would l- have liked to see him do a little bit better in this spot, but I mean, anytime somebody is going to be getting, you know, all of the work in a backfield, it's definitely worth giving that a look. And I think, yeah, I don't know if we can pencil him in for nine targets, but somewhere between five and seven, if he can get to that range, that definitely would be uh, really interesting and I think make him startable. Yep. And, I, you know, I'm actually, you know, like Drake was someone that Rotoviz, we had kind of like a mixed opinion on him just because, you know, successful receiver in college, not really a great athlete, but showed that he did have like a, the type two profile that I think we like where we just, you know, good receiving back. And, you know, Miami is a team that's going to be losing games, uh, especially when you look at, you know, the schedule we were just talking about. I mean, the Bills and the Chiefs and, you know, like those teams and the Patriots, obviously, those teams have been really good this year uh, outside of that one, you know, Peterman thing. But, like, I, you know, it's safe to say that they'll probably be trailing in these games. And, you know, at the very least, we don't really know how efficient Drake can be in, in large quantities, but we do know that he can catch the football. So if he can at least get you those, like, five for 40 every week or whatever, that's nine PPR points that you can kind of lock in. And that's really, that's really nice to have, I think, at this time of year. It's true. It gives him a nice, a nice floor at least. Uh, so yeah, points that you can lock in, and uh, hopefully, you know, if you don't already own him, you can get him maybe for cheap. If somebody sees this nine carries for twenty line and is uh, souring on him, yeah, I would definitely say go for it. All right, let's get into the uh, no shit shit no portion of the show. We'll start with Devin Funches, who reeled in. 7 of 12 targets for 108 yards Sunday in the Panthers' Week 12 win over the Jets. I think this is a no-shit. I mean, Funchess is the, you know, with Kelvin Benjamin in Buffalo, Funchess is the number one receiver in Carolina. Uh, so I would expect to see him getting maybe not 12 targets going forward, but, um, you know, around 8 or 10, I think, every week is basically his floor. So, uh, yeah, I like... Uh, I like to see this, and I think we can expect more of this in the uh, weeks to come. Robbie Anderson snagged six of ten targets for 146 yards and two touchdowns Sunday in the Jets' Week 12 loss to the Panthers. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with no shit here. I'm I'm starting to buy into Robbie Anderson. I have no idea like why he ended up on the Jets as an undrafted player, but he is good. I mean, some of those catches he made today were impressive. Obviously, he's not going to have two touchdowns every week, but uh, you know he is the go-to guy in this offense. He's proven over a decent sample size that he can be productive, so I expect him to continue to, be, to do so. Uh, Corey Coleman caught three of eight targets for 64 yards in Sunday's Week 12 loss to the Bengals. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, not, not sure how to answer this one. I mean, uh, you know, Coleman is still probably getting worked into the getting up to speed on the offense a little bit um, after being injured for so long. But it's good to see eight targets um, and 64 yards on only three catches is pretty good, although you'd like to see him be able to catch more of those. And I think he will. So uh, I guess I'm saying shit no, that uh, he should be better than this. But uh, it's uh, it's encouraging to see eight targets anyway. So that's good. Dontrell Inman hauled in four of nine targets for 64 yards in the Bears' Week 12 loss to the Eagles. I'm going to go with no shit here as well. I, I I kind of like Dontrell Inman. I don't. It's didn't really expect to be saying that this year, but I very quietly has been productive in PPR formats. He's led the Bears in uh, targets and receiving yards each of the last two weeks heading into this game. So 
I think at this point it's pretty safe to say that he's going to be good for like eight to 10 PPR points every week as a floor. And again, that's something that I think you're buying at this point. Uh, Jarvis Landry caught eight of nine targets for 70 yards in the Dolphins week 12 loss to the Patriots. Uh, no shit here. Uh, you know, nine targets is actually maybe a little bit on the low side for Landry, but I, I think this kind of high catch rate, low yards per target is exactly the sort of player we've seen Landry be with the Dolphins. So this is a kind of a, um, an average line for him. Uh, so yeah, no shit. Mike Evans caught six of 12 targets for 78 yards in the Bucks week 12 loss to the Falcons. This is just the perfect no shit. Mike Evans get targets. Mike Evans fails to catch touchdowns and ends with like a mediocre fantasy day as a first round pick. So no shit. Uh, Nelson Aguilar held, hauled in three of six targets for 32 yards and a touchdown in the Eagles week 12 win over the Bears. Ah, this is another tough one. Um, Aguilar started to look good earlier in the season, and, um, you know, I still think he probably has some talent. Uh, three of six targets for 32 yards is a little bit, is not quite one you want to see, although he did get a touchdown, which kind of saved his day. Um, I think this is probably no shit, just because Aguilar is not going to be a sort of consistent player like we'd like him to be. So, uh, yeah, no shit. Brandon Cooks caught six of seven targets for 83 yards and a touchdown and rushed once for 11 yards in the Patriots' Week 12 win over the Dolphins. No shit. Uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is really, I, I think early in the year, he was struggling a little bit, but he's been really consistent lately. Obviously, uh, the injury to Hogan has something to do with that. But, uh, you know, he's just going to continue to plug along here. I, you know, again, the big weeks are going to come like they did last week, but I think that he's starting to establish himself as having a little bit better of a floor as well. Uh, Rob Gronkowski caught five of eight targets for 82 yards and two touchdowns this week against the Dolphins. No shit. This is what Gronk does. You know, this is why you drafted him in the second round and why you pay up for him in DFS is because he is going to sometimes, you know, more often than other tight ends have these kind of uh, two touchdown games. Uh, So, yeah, no shit. Tyreek Hill caught seven seven of 11 targets for 41 yards in week 12 against Buffalo. Uh, I don't, this is just so hard. I mean, I, I it's I think it's shit no on the volume, but it's no shit on the production. Like, I, can we just admit that Tyreek Hill isn't that good? Like, <laughs> I, I just want to like I just want to get that back out there that he's not that good. I mean, he's just like a very very fast guy who is incredibly inefficient. So if he doesn't get behind a corner and have a long touchdown, he's just not going to produce. And I don't even think that's a hot take anymore. Every time I have like a strong feeling about that, about that he's not really good, he goes out the next week and and does something insane. So it makes me look stupid. So I don't know. Oh, every time. Oh, and he is like a lock. He's like minus one fifty to have an eighty yard touchdown next week. But that'll <laughs> be like the only that'll be the only play he makes though. Right. Uh Joe Mixon rushed twenty three times for hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown. He also had fifty one yards receiving on three catches in Sunday's week twelve win over the Browns. I guess this is no shit. Um, it's kind of the game we've been expecting or hoping Mixon to have for the entire season, and it finally happened, although uh, it's starting to feel like maybe this is the fluky one, and the Mixon we saw before was kind of uh, the real Mixon with the inefficiency. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's definitely talented. I'm going to say no shit.
Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Zach Ertz hauled in 10 of 12 targets for 103 yards and a touchdown in the Eagles' Week 12 win over the Bears. I mean, no shit. I, it, like, it's, it's unbelievable to me the transformation that Ertz has made. I, obviously, a lot of the credit goes to Wentz and, and Peterson, but I mean, Ertz has managed to stay healthy outside of missing the one game, which I think was mostly precautionary. And he has just been a volume monster all year. Uh, this is par for the course. And, you know, in the fantasy playoffs, uh, weeks uh, 15 and 16, he plays Oakland and the Giants. So he really should put on for fantasy teams when it matters most. Uh, Corey Davis caught four of four targets for 39 yards in the Titans' Week 12 win over the Colts. Uh, so this one, to me, looks like a clear shit no. I think, um, you know, Davis hasn't played a lot of games this season, but we've seen him get double-digit targets already a couple times at least a couple times uh and i think that's probably more uh closer to the amount they'd like to to target him it's good to see you know i mean four of four you know caught all his targets so i guess that's nice but you really want to see him get the ball more tevin coleman rushed 19 times for 97 yards and a pair of touchdowns in the falcons week 12 win over the bucks no shit i mean coleman was in the ideal matchup against tampa uh, and there was no Devontae Freeman. He probably could have had an even bigger day, but uh, the team used uh, Teron Ward a little bit to kill the clock at the end of the game. Uh, Coleman's a really good player. I'm pretty pumped about that performance. Uh, Frank Gore rushed 17 times for 62 yards and a touchdown and caught two of five targets for 17 yards in the Colts' Week 12 loss to the Titans. As much as I want to say that Marlon Mack is a thing and he's going to be relevant you know, really soon, Frank Gore is just not going away. So, I mean, this is the the sort of line he just keeps putting up, uh, you know, despite all our wishes that he would just get out of the way and let Mac take over. So, yeah, this is a no shit. Kareem Hunt had 11 carries for 17 yards in Week 12 against Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, I guess no shit. I, I, is Kareem Hunt good? Are any of the Chiefs good? Are the Chiefs good? Like, yeah. did the Chiefs just like, it's like they went into the bye week and they just came out worse. I, I just can't remember that ever happening for a, a football team. I mean, I, the offensive line in Kansas City has played terrible. Hunt still doesn't have a touchdown since week three. I, I, I don't think that we can expect it to be this bad, but we have no indication that this is ever going to improve, you know, going forward. And I, I just don't think you can trust Hunt right now. Uh, Julio Jones. Caught 12 of 15 targets for 253 yards and two touchdowns in the Falcons' Week 12 win over the Bucks. He also had a 15-yard carry. 
we all kind of expected this game to be coming sooner or later. Of course, it's you know impossible to predict quite this kind of blow up, but he had one like this last season. Uh, you know, you know, Julio Jones is always capable of putting up a stat line like this, but I mean, you, there's no way you can expect this going forward. So I guess, I guess, uh, kind of both in a way. <laughs> Doug Baldwin hauled in two of three targets for 25 yards in the Seahawks' Week 12 win over the 49ers. Shit, no. I mean, obviously, you expect more from Baldwin. Uh, Russell Wilson had a decent day. Obviously, for fantasy, it was pretty good because he ran for a touchdown. Um, but, uh, you know, Nick Vanette caught a touchdown today. Like, I, just like random things happened in Seattle. Or it was in San Francisco, but for Seattle, I, that's not going to happen going forward. No shit. Uh, shit, no. And uh, last one, Alvin Kamara. Caught six of six targets for 101 yards and a touchdown. He also had five carries for 87 yards and an additional score against the Rams. Yeah, no shit. Alvin Kamara is a beast. Uh, this has to be probably my biggest regret that I wasn't higher on him in the preseason or in the offseason. That I didn't, you know, couldn't even see anything like this coming. I mean, I don't think anyone could. But, uh, yeah, he really is surprising me. But I think I think it's legit. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable calling Kamara my biggest miss of the year hmm. I mean he's probably like I is he the is he the RB1 right now you know what I mean like he's like the best running back in fantasy football and he's doing it on nine you know what yeah. he have 11 touches today like that's insane oh man but I'll tell you what if you've been taking Alvin Kamara in your draft leagues uh, you've been absolutely smashing you don't know what draft is I'll tell you a little bit about it here's how it works you do a draft it lasts for just one week there's no management you set it and forget it once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades. There's no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1. So there is a draft for everyone. There are no salary caps. Just play in a real-life snake draft as you would with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on playdraft.com, whichever you'd like. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play in a real money game for free just for using the promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code RVRADIO. Now let's get into a couple more regular news items to wrap up the show. Item number three, uh, Rex Burkhead had 13 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. He also caught an additional touchdown in week 12 against the Dolphins. Meanwhile, Deion Lewis carried the ball 15 times for 112 yards. Uh, Blair, ever since the Patriots got away from Mike Gillisley, the run game has been humming. Uh, do you expect Gillisley to remain a weekly inactive? What do you make of both Burkhead and Lewis for the fantasy playoffs? Yeah, I think as long as Burkhead and Lewis are healthy, there's kind of little reason for the Patriots to turn to Gillsley. I mean, predicting what is going to happen in this backfield has historically been a fool's errand, but we've talked before about how Gillsley is not uh, you know, necessarily the the most optimal player to have on the field if you're trying to maybe disguise what you're doing um so yeah i don't think he'll be part of the game plan going forward as long as burkin and lewis are healthy and uh in terms of burkin and lewis you know we've seen today they can both have value uh in the same game so 
Um, I definitely want to own both of them. I think it probably won't be like this today where they both turn in usable fantasy games. I mean, we saw last week, I think everyone was all over Burkhead and Lewis ended up having the good game. Um, so I want to, I want to own both of them, but I don't know exactly how I'm going to manage, uh, starting them. Well, the interesting thing about the backfield is that the Patriots played Buffalo twice in the next four weeks. They play them next week and they play them in week 16, which is probably fantasy championship week for, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, that run defense has been awful unless they're playing the chiefs. Uh, the Dolphins, they play again in two weeks, and they play Pittsburgh in week 15. So really outside the Pittsburgh game, which I guess you'd think is more of a maybe a James White game because it'll probably be a little more competitive. You know, the, the Patriots are going to be in really good game scripts. They're going to be huge favorites probably in at least three of these four games. So uh, when that happens, I, I do think that the Patriots have been a little more willing than in years past to kind of just take the foot off the gas in terms of the pass and, you know, allow the run game to take over. So... I really do like guys like Lewis and Burkhead. I don't know if they're like must starts. That that's the tricky thing about them is that you don't really know who's going to find the zone. Like last week, obviously Lewis, and you know this week Burkhead scored twice. Like that's going to be really difficult uh, to predict. But I, I think we can pretty much predict the usage uh, is going to be between those two guys. So that's at least beneficial. I think that they're going to be guys you think about every week going forward. Yeah, what do you make of James White? I mean, he's kind of been losing a lot of targets to Burkhead, and he's not making up for it with the with any rushing attempts. So is he? I mean, he's he's droppable now. You think, right? Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm going to hold on to him just because I think if any of these guys gets hurt, I don't think they're going to go back to Gillisley. I would imagine that White is is the guy, and he's still in the offense. He's just not getting. Um, you know, he's not, he's just not getting the same receiving workload. He was getting a little earlier in the year, uh, but that could change. I don't know. Like White is the guy that I'd be kind of afraid to drop in full PPR. Yeah. That, I mean, it probably depends on your, on, uh, you know, how deep your league is, but that's a good point. All right. Item number four, CJ Bethard was awful today in a 49ers loss, averaging, averaging just 5.3 yards per attempt and scoring no touchdowns. Uh, he was injured late in the game, and Jimmy Garoppolo came in to throw a touchdown. So this seems like a good time to make a QB change in San Francisco. Uh, do you think Garoppolo can kickstart this offense? I actually think that he can. I don't know if this is like a bad take or, or whatever, but I don't know. I kind of think that Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good, and I think we've seen enough from Kyle Shanahan as a coach to say that he's pretty good. So I just think that... You know, I, I, just to make the addition very simple, right? Like you put a good quarterback <laughs> with a good coach, you're probably going to get some good results. I mean, I don't think that we ever had any illusion that C.J. Beathard was any good. You know, he had a, a great game against the Giants. Congratulations to everybody else. Um, you know, he, he saw a, a really what's been a bad Seattle defense today and played really bad. So I, I'm pretty much done with that. I, don't, I didn't think that Beathard was ever a good prospect. You can pretty much look at any of the stuff that we've done at, at Rotoviz, particularly Rotodoc's, uh, you know, QB success model, and you'd see that. So that's that's not really surprising. But, you know, Garoppolo has the ability here. I think that, you know, obviously Carlos Hyde is a quality piece. I think that the receivers are, are terrible. <laughs> but I, I think that he's, you know, he can make it work. And the matchups coming up really aren't that bad. The Bears... Uh, next week at Chicago, then at Houston, and then at home against Tennessee. 
you know, he plays the Jaguars in week 16. That's not a good matchup. But I think that, you know, Garoppolo can do some things going forward and if nothing else, put this team in some better scoring opportunities. So, you know, I wouldn't go out, run out to pick him up or anything, but I think that, you know, maybe these receiving weapons become a little more viable and uh, certainly I think Hyde will become more viable if this uh, offense can move the ball. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what Garoppolo can do. Um, I think I'm also kind of worried that he's not going to quite live up to the hype, at least in the fantasy community. Uh, uh, But he definitely has a much more promising profile than Beathard. Um, You know, I think given the hype, he's probably going to be tough to acquire if you don't have him already, if you're you're like trying to make a, a move for the playoffs and you need help at quarterback or in a two QB league. Um, but the matchup at Chicago could be kind of tough. We've seen the Bears, uh, really, you know, get after quarterbacks. Um, so maybe he has a down game next week and then you can get him in time for two really, really nice matchups against Houston and Tennessee, like you said. So, uh, that would be a really interesting way to, to play it if he, if he does underperform next week. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the fantasy football report. We had no guests this week, but hopefully we'll have a good one for you next week. Of course, we want to make sure that you guys get that 30% discount for subscribing to a Rotoviz Pass through the Rotoviz Radio channel, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Only a few weeks left of the fantasy season, but uh, you know we're going to have a ton of draft stuff out once the year is over. So uh, you're, not losing, you're not losing out on your purchase if you buy now. So definitely get in on that. It also helps us if you rate and review the show. You can find us along with the rest of the Rotoviz Radio shows under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Uh, we also have our individual feed for just this show. Search Fantasy Football Report on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And, of course, subscribe and leave us a rating or review. Uh, for Blair Andrews, I'm Anthony Miko. Thanks for listening. listening to the Rotoviz Report, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed, and be sure to contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio, and remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.